Welcome to Her Sports Convo with Ashley Wilson. Hey y'all, welcome back. Crazy to see you here again. I hope you had a good Thursday last week. I hope you have a good Thursday this week. Wow, so much has happened since the last time we talked to each other, you know. Got a new president, got a new government situation going on. The Super Bowl is set. Some people played some basketball games. You know, it's it's been fun. Kyrie returned to his team. You know, it's it's been pretty fun. Um, I hope life has been treating you all well out there, you know. Life has definitely been treating our friends over in the college basketball world, I'd say, pretty good the last few weeks, you know. If any of y'all watch the Tennessee-UConn game that came on a little later on in the week last week, that was definitely a matchup, I'd say, that was worthy of the Tennessee-UConn tradition, you know. Came down to the wire, UConn was up, and then Tennessee came back and got that big lead on him. And then, you know, Paige Buckner, their star player, she was injured, rolled her ankle. You know, she tried to stay out there, but the pain was too much. She got it taped up real fast, came back out there, shot a three. It went in, ended up being the game winner. So big congratulations to UConn and also Tennessee. They put up a really good game, and I know definitely those teams will see each other in the NCAA tournament, hopefully the Final Four. A big storyline for the men's season has been that the Blue Bloods have been struggling, and this Saturday was definitely the case. Duke and Kansas both lost, and they did not lose in very good fashion. You know, Duke played Louisville, and they were, you know, I'd say they were winning most of the game and then Louisville kind of came in and was like hold up wait a minute and Louisville made a lot of threes and they were playing consistent basketball and I say that is the thing that you need right now in college basketball definitely is to play a consistent game it can be a consistent game of making threes making twos offense and defense but if your team or the team you root for or you're a player on a team is you're not going to get there by you know, having these sporadic bursts. You need to be consistent all 40 minutes of the game, both halves, every play, every defensive play, every offensive play. That's what's really winning basketball games right now, or at least this season in college basketball. And I'd say that's also what hurt Kansas. They had a horrible shooting day. They couldn't make twos, threes, rebounds. It was bad. They could make free throws, you know, so... I definitely do see that, you know, Kansas is obviously probably going to make it into the tournament. Definitely be a two seed, most definitely. One seed, probably not. You know, there's a lot of teams out there that are more, you know, talented than uh, Kansas this year. But they definitely have a two seed on lock. And I just want to spend a second and talk about those guys down there at Florida State. They are beating teams that are ranked by not small differential points you know they beat Clemson who was ranked 20 in the past ranking and they beat them by 20 plus points and they beat other teams that are also ranked by 10 or 15 points I just don't understand why Florida State isn't giving the chances that these other teams are you know they were in the top 25 when the season started they had a rough go for a few games and then they figured it out you know they 
have been winning games like eight. They're on an eight game winning streak and they should be ranked. I mean, I'm not saying they should be number one or even in the top 10, but, you know, they deserve at least a 12 or a 13, you know, for them not to be ranked, you know, really shows that the AP, the people who rank, especially in college basketball, truly only care about, you know, the stars or the people who are making the headlines on ESPN on Big Tuesday and Big Monday and all those days and stuff. So give Florida State their credit because they deserve it. They're they're out here doing big things out there at Florida State. Now, it'd be a disservice if I went through this week and not talked about those divisional games because, oh, Lordy have mercy, were they something to watch, you know. The AFC with the Chiefs and the Bills, I said the Chiefs were going to win. I was right. They had a good game. Patrick Mahomes and friends, they went out there and they gave it all they got. And personally, I don't even think they uh, put out their best show. You know, they definitely held back because they knew that the Bills would... I don't want to say choke, but they kind of did choke, you know. The lights were a little too bright for them this week, and it was seen throughout the entire 60 minutes of play. They weren't doing the small stuff, you know, like blocking for Josh Allen. They weren't catching balls. They were having bad communication problems. It was just, it was a hot mess. And this doesn't, you know, discredit any Bills fan out there or even the Bills players. They had an amazing season. And they are going to be around in the ASU championship for a long time. They are going to be right there with the Ravens and the Chiefs and all those teams. They're going to be right there with them all year long. So this is not me putting them down. This is just, I say last week's game showed how young that team is. Young in age and young in the relationships between the coaches and the players. Because you could see a lot of people were frustrated because a lot of people didn't seem like they were on the same page. And once these relationships, you know, grow and form and they get to hone in on these talents they developed and that we've kind of like scratched the surface with this season, the Bills are going to be a team to watch out for. I 100% agree. And as we know, the Chiefs are out there. They, They are ready to lock and load next week against Tom Brady and the Buccaneers. Let's have this conversation about Tom. I think that he is an amazing quarterback. He has single-handedly changed the game of football, the way people approach it, how people see it, how people see the quarterback position. You know, he is your steadfast quarterback that we're going to be thinking of when we think about NFL for a very long time. But Sunday night was not his best performance. He had a great first half. His second half, a miss. It, it's a mess. We, we, we can all agree that that was a mess. You're throwing three interceptions basically within five minutes of each other. And, you know, Mike Evans didn't have the day he wanted to. I personally say Mike Evans, you know, he's been battling that little injury for the past few weeks. So he needs to figure it out, like stay in or stay out or whatever, because it's not looking good. And him and Tom are not really working out right now on the same page because, you know, probably because Mike Evans is fighting this injury, but they need to get it together before the Super Bowl. And that offensive line is good, but they need to they need to tighten up before they go against this uh, Chiefs defense because you can do that against Green Bay because Green Bay looked like they had better plans 
on Sunday and that that was not where they really wanted to be. Between the offense, defense, and special teams, nobody really looked like they wanted to be out there other than Aaron Rodgers. And you could see that. The wide receivers were dropping passes. The running game never got started. It was just mess after mess after mess. And yes, the team did have a better second half than they had a first half, but we all know what happened at the end when they didn't go run for the fourth down play and go for it. They decided to kick a field goal. And for anyone that's seen a football game that Tom Brady, Drew Brees, or even Aaron Rodgers has played in, if you give them the ball back with two, you know, with two minutes and change left, the game is over. The game is over, especially if they have the lead. I mean, I don't care if your defense consists of, you know, Aaron Donald and Miles Garrett and every other great defensive player you can think of in the world. There is no way you're getting that ball back. And I personally feel like Matt LaFleur was outcoached. He was out-schemed or something because how do you think you're going to get the ball back? Now, as we all heard in the first game interview, Aaron Rodgers said he wasn't a part of the discussion about not going for fourth down and he would have changed it. I would have changed it, but let's back up a little bit. I think he should have ran for it on third down. You know, he said he didn't know that he had four plays to work with. He thought he had four downs to work with and he would have chose a different play. But from my understanding of how football works now, y'all can tell me if I'm wrong. Isn't every play, especially in the red zone when you're at the 18 yard line, is to try to get it in the end zone? So why didn't he run? Like, your other excuses for why y'all didn't go for fourth down work, but why didn't you run on third down when you had a wide open lane to the end zone? I just don't understand. I, I, I was really confused about that decision and the way they approached that fourth down. And Green Bay deserved not to win that game, if we're going to be very honest. They... Gave it up to the Buccaneers all day long. And when the Buccaneers was like, okay, we're done. Y'all can have a shot. Mm, in the second half, they still didn't care to go. So, big congrats to the Chiefs and the Buccaneers for making it to the Super Bowl. And two weeks from now, we'll be talking about a winner, which is insane because that it will be the end of the football season. And I can't believe we made it this far. Now, I know it's not over. We still got the Super Bowl to go to. But when the season started and all the Titan games were going on and you know, they couldn't get a game off the ground and this and that and all these teams sitting out because of COVID, that the fact that, you know, we're two weeks away from a Super Bowl and we have two teams that are locked and loaded and ready to play in the Super Bowl says a lot, not only to the players, but to the staffs and the people who worked for these teams and all that because, you know, without all the rules and procedures that they went through, we wouldn't have these things to talk about and Thank you so much because who knows what we'll be doing without football. For our first guest of 2021, we have basically, I think she's my internet best friend at this point, <laughs> Hannah Martin, the co-host of That's My 26 Pod. She's a writer for Just Women's Sports. Everybody give it up for Hannah. Hello. Thank you so much for having me. Um, yes, Ashley and I have met strictly over Instagram because we follow each other's podcasts, um, but I'm so happy to be here. I love her sports combo, so I'm really excited to join the combo today. Oh, we love it when you use the when you use the tagline. We love that. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, just 
uh, just to get us started, like, how did you get into sports? How did you find your way into this crazy world? Sure. So I, I guess I would call my start more unconventional. Um, so I'm a business management major, and that's something that I don't usually lead with when I talk to people in the sports industry, um, because most people that I've met are PR or social media, um, journalism, uh, the likes of that. So I started thinking I wanted to do um, nonprofit management and, you know, about midway through my sophomore year, I was like, I don't know if I'm really passionate about this and I don't know that I would enjoy doing it long-term. So I was like, well, soccer is familiar. I played soccer for 15 years through, I started when I was five and then played it all through the end of high school. Um, so, you know, soccer was familiar. And so I was like, maybe I'll try, like, I really like sports, but it's never been something that I considered as a career. So I was like, maybe I'll give it a try. Um, so I started with writing for the Daily Reflector, um, Greenville's local newspaper. And so the first game that I covered was D.H. Conley and J.H. Rose <laughs> men's soccer. Um, so I kind of, you know, got my feet wet. Um, and then from there, I loved it, even though I was just covering high school boys soccer. So from there, I was kind of like, this is something I could do. And I, I've, I'd always loved writing, but writing about something that I'm passionate about. Um, I was like, this is what I've, at least for now, what I think I'm meant to do. You know, I feel like everyone has a different story, but the fact that it kind of like ran up on you, I feel like are the best ones. Like, cause a lot of people like say, oh, I've played export for 99 years and I just knew this is where I wanted to be. But that's so fun how you found your way. And I didn't even know you were from Greenville until like five days ago when I asked you on the <laughs> podcast and I started waking you up. I was like, wow, we've been right here under each other's vicinity and we could have been best friends all this time in real life. And it, it's a true shame. <laughs> <laughs> it really is. Yep. I'm from Greenville, stayed in Greenville for college. So been here all my life so yep <laughs> so writing for just women's sports like how did we get there yeah so I got involved with just women's sports um so let's see I'm trying to think back so I follow a newsletter called the gist um so I've actually had the opportunity to interview someone from the gist on our podcast which was a cool experience but basically um, they're a newsletter that only covers women's sports and they also have a job board. Uh, so I followed the job board, you know, thinking this might be helpful after I graduate because they were constantly updating it with job postings. And one day I was up there and Just Women's Sports was looking for a writer and it was a remote position. And so it was like email this address with your resume and a couple samples. And so I was like, okay, like, why not? The worst they can tell me is no. And so I emailed them and I got an email back a few days later. Um, I was also a communications intern with The Courage. So I sent them a couple of my pieces that I wrote for the North Carolina Courage um, and then talked about how I had written podcast scripts for my own podcast. Um, so, you know, if that was what they needed, I would love to assist. Of course, Kelly O'Hara's podcast, you know, I was like, I'm 100% down to write scripts for her. Um, but I got an email back a couple of days later, um, did a phone interview, and then now I cover the FA Women's Super League for them, and it's been a blast. So that's kind of how I got started with them. So yeah, it's been a really fun. <laughs> like when I saw you post that you were writing for them, I was like, wait, this is, this is a big deal, y'all. Like Just Women's Sports is out there. They, it's part of like, I'd say it's now like one of the 
pillars in like NWSL, especially USA Women's National Team, wouldn't you say? Yes, I would definitely say so. Um, it's been, they do a lot of, so I believe the founder, um, Haley Rosen, she actually played soccer at Stanford. Um, so um, she finds a lot of writers that have experience writing about soccer. A lot of our articles are about soccer, but um, we do dip into basketball, um, lacrosse, all the sports essentially, um, as long as it's women's. So we'll cover it, which I think is awesome. And of course, women only receive 4% of sports coverage. And so they're trying to change that. And of course, that's a mission I can always get behind. So I would definitely say they're becoming more of a pillar, but they just started in the last year. So they've come a long way. Yes, definitely. They have came a very long way and they've come even farther because they hired our girl, Hannah. (laughs) But you mentioned that you spent some time with the courage. And then I also saw you did a little bit with the North Carolina football club. how did you get into that? Yeah, so I have a connection at the North Carolina Football Club. Um, So that's kind of the umbrella that the Courage are under. Um, So I reached out to her whenever I was first getting my start. I think I had written a total of like three articles for the Daily Reflector at that point. Um, So again, the worst that she could have said to me was no. So I reached out to her and I said, hey, um, looking to get into sports communications. I would love if the Courage have any upcoming opportunities. Um, Just let me know I'm available. I was essentially saying I would work as an intern. So who can turn down free work, Um, especially with the COVID pandemic. um, They had to furlough a lot of their employees. So they were really in need of someone to kind of bolster the communications department um, when so many of their employees couldn't be at work. Um, So I got added on for the challenge cup. And so that was kind of where I got my start with the courage in North Carolina FC. And then the men's season was shortly after that. So that was kind of how I got my start with them. That's really cool. You know, you really kind of, as I always preach up here, like y'all just do it as Nike said, if you're listening to Nike, sponsor I definitely agree. (laughs) You know, (laughs) she like stepped out of her comfort zone and now you've gotten an opportunity that took you to, you know, just women's sports and kind of in the realm you want it to be. Do you like, watch the obviously you have to watch the games to write about them I'm assuming yes (laughs) you know did you get to go to any of them in person even though we're in a pandemic I did so the way that the courage did it um obviously the challenge cup was in Utah so that was all virtual um I think that we were only able to send one representative from our entire team to the actual tournament um but once the fall series was announced um we had a couple home games and so there was myself and three other interns that were allowed to come to the stadium um, and meet up with our boss. Um, Her name is Morgan. So we were allowed to meet up with Morgan at the stadium. Um, We obviously had to wear masks and socially distance in the press box. No fans. um, And up until the very last North Carolina FC game, no fans were allowed. So that was kind of a bummer, but it was, it felt like a privilege to get to watch sports live because at that point, I don't think any sports had come back um, to the point of even allowing 7% of fans to come back to the stadium in North Carolina. So that was really cool getting able to watch the games in person. As we've been spending a lot of time talking about soccer, our girl Hannah is a soccer player. I don't know why she hasn't mentioned it. Like she's trying <laughs> to hold herself in. She, she, she knows how to play a little football too. So would you say like that's like your sport you lean more towards into soccer? Yeah, I would. I am... Let's see. Like I said earlier, I started when I was five. So um, played up until high school. Um, I definitely 
I wouldn't say that I was good enough at any point to play in college. So obviously I don't play in college. Um, I'm not going to toot my own horn. I was never the best player on the teams that I was on, um, but I loved it. I had great coaches for travel. Um, so had great teammates, um, still friends with a couple of them. So that was really what got me into, uh, I guess, what made me feel comfortable writing about soccer because I knew the game in and out as a player. And I was also a referee for four years. So kind of knowing the rules of the game as well. Um, so it definitely contributed to like my comfort level, but I'm also a huge hockey fan. So I would not be opposed to writing about hockey in the future if that opportunity presented itself. But right now I'm comfortable with soccer. You, you got to start off where you're comfortable at and then we can figure out how to work our way outside the box. You know, yes, you got to build the box first so you can go outside of so it. You can go outside for sure. Have you ever been able to have a conversation with Kelly O'Hara? Unfortunately, no, I have not. <laughs> That's a shame. Um, so I know my boss um, for Just Women's Sports, he's the head of content. Uh, I know that he does research for the podcast. That's really the closest connection that I have <laughs> to ever speaking to her. So, you know, maybe one day if I stay with Just Women's Sports for long term, then hopefully <laughs> we'll see. You know, we're, we're going to put all the good juju's out there that <laughs> Kelly O'Hara and our girl Hannah are going to I mean, we're, we're not even talking like meet up, have lunch. We're, we just want a simple, you know, little Zoom call. Well, five minute Zoom call will do it for us. Yes, that would do it. <laughs> did you always like really like soccer? Like how did you get started playing soccer? So I got started playing soccer uh, because, well, this is what my parents always told me. Um, whenever I was young, I had so much energy. I would like bounce off the walls is what they said. Um, so they thought to themselves, like, oh, we need to put this energy somewhere. And so they signed me up for, I think it was called Future Stars at the time. It might still be called that. I don't remember. That's like the, basically the peewee league in Greenville for soccer. <laughs> so they signed me up for that. And from there, I kind of grew up with the same girls um, that started in Future Stars and worked our way up to travel. Um, so I never really played other sports besides soccer, which I would consider, I guess I did play volleyball very briefly, but I would consider it a blessing that I got into soccer so early and was able to kind of establish my love for one sport in particular. So that was kind of how I got started was just my parents signing me up on a whim. So I'm glad they did that. You know, they were like, this little girl's got too much going on. We need to send her somewhere so somebody else can deal with this because we yes. cannot. It, that we, was basically how it happened. <laughs> we, we cannot deal with this child 24-7, seven days a week. You said you started off with like the nonprofit mindset like what made you want to go into nonprofit and then yeah so I did a lot of um, volunteer work when I was in high school and I got a lot of value out of that um, personally um, but eventually I and I at first I was like this seems like something that I am passionate about and could be passionate about in the long term so then inevitably, when I started taking college classes that were like being a manager and, you know, I never actually took any classes in nonprofit work, but once I kind of got into the more intense business level classes, I was like, I don't know if I could see myself being a manager for the rest of my life. Um, even if I were to progress past that, I don't know if I would enjoy doing that. And a big drive for me has always been, I want to be um, doing something that I love when I'm in a career, you know, Most the cliche, um, if you're doing something you love, you never work a day in your life. Um, so that's always been my philosophy. So that's kind of how 
I switched. Um, I don't plan on doing like nonprofit work per se in like the sports field. Um, I would like to stick with journalism. So I kind of did a complete 180. I added a communication studies minor whenever I had this epiphany. So that's kind of been my communications education, I guess, but I kept my business administration major, but hopefully it will be useful in the future. <laughs> we'll see. We'll, we'll see. That's that's with anything nowadays. You're like, I'm gonna just keep doing this because I'm too far in to back out now, but yes, but we'll, we'll, see, <laughs> we'll see where it goes. We'll see where it goes. Yeah, for sure. You know, but that's, I, I think that's really inspiring for you to say, you know, that nonprofit really changed your life. Cause I feel like, especially when we're in high school, everyone's like, oh, they're going to the food bank. They're just doing it for, you know, the hours so they could get like a quart or something. But, you know, to see that you actually did it because you wanted to, which is the same mindset I have when I do anything like that is really nice to see. Thank you. <laughs> you know, so you said you're a hockey fan. Talk, talk to me about hockey because we, we don't have a lot of hockey girls coming up here or guys, if you're listening, hit me up. <laughs> yeah, so I, well, I guess I didn't really become a hockey person until a couple, well, two years ago. Um, and disclaimer is because of my boyfriend, he's been a hockey fan since, um, the early, early years of the Carolina Hurricanes, um, back when they won the Stanley Cup in 05, 06. Um, so he kind of, you know, one day I knew that he liked hockey. I really had never tried to get into it. So one day I was like, oh, I'm going to surprise him with hockey tickets. Like he'll enjoy it, uh, you know. So I bought the tickets. <laughs> I'll just sit there and like, yeah, I was like, whatever. I'll just sit there and like, you know, he'll have a good time. So I bought him the hockey tickets and then we went, uh, it was actually, they were playing the Chicago Blackhawks and it was Cam Ward's, I think it was the first time that he had come back to play at um, PNC Arena since joining the Blackhawks. Mm -hmm. Um, So that was a really cool first game to have. And I think that there was a fight in the game that I was at. Um, There was a, there was a shootout. I mean, it was, I got like the whole package whenever I went to my first game so you know I was like that was really fun we should do that again and so that's kind of been our thing is like to go to hockey games and ever since then we've been going to as many games as we can um got to see the Hurricanes in the Stanley Cup playoffs um, when they played the Washington Capitals in game four that was a lot of fun so and then of course we got to interview Abby Labar the in arena host for the Carolina Hurricanes on our podcast and she's always been someone I've looked up to a lot so that was really cool as well and really just deep in my love for the Hurricanes and the staff that they have there um so yeah I think hockey is fun it's fast-paced it keeps you on your toes so I enjoy it <laughs> yeah I mean for any of y'all that's out there and you want to try something new I'd say pick the game that you're going to get the whole package and you're going to get all of it and then watch the next like eight games you go to it's going to be completely boring but you're going to be addicted so yes I agree hockey is definitely it's a very easy sport to get into I would say so at least that was the case for me so anyone that's looking for a new sport go check out the NHL just came back so go check them out (laughs) yeah go check them out I mean it who's it gonna hurt for you to like a new sport I always mention that she had a podcast with our girl Maggie I'm not even going to try to attempt to say Maggie's last name and disrespect her like that, just in case. <laughs> but, you know, tell us a little bit about that and how you guys got started. Our podcast is called That's My 20 Cents. So the name kind of came from, um, so for every 
dollar that a white man makes um, in his career, a woman will only make 80 cents. So that disparity, obviously, simple math, 20 cents. So we title our podcast um, with the idea that it would be our way of taking back that 20 cents. And we were going to invite women that have excelled in their career paths and kind of invite them on the podcast to talk about um, their journeys to success. And um, we have had women in sports. We've had women in fashion. Um, it's been such a long time since we did an episode. We're kind of on a hiatus right now <laughs> since the holidays. Um, but we've had a lot of different women on in different fields. We've had students on in the past, um, people that are going to go into dentistry, finance, different things like that. So it's been really cool to hear from a lot of different women and invite them on to talk about their experience and how gender has impacted their progression in their careers, which often it is a factor in them being able to get a job or how they're treated in the workplace, which is unfortunate, but it's today's reality. So we're really trying to give that platform to women to share their stories to other women and guys that listen to our podcast just so they know the harsh reality that's out there for many women in the workforce. Yes, if you're out there and you want to get informed and, you know, you get a little tired of me just cracking jokes over here, you know, go, go ahead and check out uh, Hannah and Maggie because they're, it's truly informational and I've listened to almost all of them now. I'm like two behind, but I'll get there. And, you know, you hear about so many women that you never even thought about, like the founder of um, the straws, they were called like sweet straws or, or something like that. But like, that was so cool, like how she started her own business. And now it's just, just, just go over there and listen, because they're really giving people a platform that deserve it. And I, I, I commend you and um, Maggie on that. That is, you're doing good work. You're doing great work. Thank you. Yeah, it's been fun. And I figured why not? Um, Maggie and I, we've lived together since freshman year of college. So, um, you know, we've been close all this time and we were like, we love to talk. So maybe other people will listen if we record it and put it on the internet. So that was kind of our line of thinking, but it's grown into something um, that people have come to appreciate, which I don't think that we expected whenever we first started it. So it's been really cool. And if you have something that you want to talk about, um, start a podcast because it's really easy. <laughs> so <laughs> hey, preach, preach, Anna, you know, biggest question, what has been your favorite thing to write? Like you've written a good amount of stories. What was like the one you're like, okay, this is, this is a good one. We, we really outdid ourselves here, Hannah. So that actually, I was actually thinking about I kind of figured you would ask something like this. So I was like kind of like <laughs> mentally going through my uh, writing history, trying to figure out something that I was really proud of, but I would have to say, so the United States women's national team uh, played the Netherlands um, back in the beginning of December, I believe it was. Um, so I wrote a piece about Christy Mewis. So for those of you that don't know, Christy Mewis is Sam Mewis's sister. Um, obviously Sam Mewis is an incredible player, um, but her sister doesn't always get as much of a spotlight as Sam does. So she recently came back to the US Women's National Team after I believe it had been four to five years since her last appearance with the team. Um, mm -hmm. And she scored a goal in her first game back. Um, so I wrote a piece about her comeback story. So she, um, got two National League call-ups, and then she fell off their radar. Um, then she tore ACL, and then her ACL injury kind of made her realize that she had been okay with being average, and she admitted that in an interview. So, you know, I always 
admire when an athlete can be real about, you know, having maybe fallen off the wagon a little bit. Um, but now she's back and she was actually traded at one point five times between a four-year period and once in the same week. Um, so she just has a lot of history um, in the NWSL and with the national team. So it was really cool getting to like unearth all that information and share it with people. Um, so I'm really proud of that story. It's on Just Women's Sports. So if you want to go check it out, feel free. I'm really proud of that one, especially because I'm a huge Christy Mewis fan. Um, last year was the year of the Mewis, and I think this year will be too. So. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I would definitely have it down here in the episode notes for any of y'all that want to check it out. But that's, that's a good story. And I feel like that's also a good story about anyone in general. You know, you do something for so long, you become complacent and you don't try to do better you know yeah and that was actually what she had said she said um you're okay with being 70 to 80 percent um and her ACL injury when she spent a year on the sidelines kind of made her realize that and now she's back and I mean the Houston Dash won the Challenge Cup under her leadership which is incredible um that was their first hardware uh for their NWSL team so yeah always cool to see a player um kind of realize maybe they were stagnant and then be on the cusp of greatness like she has. So that was a really cool thing to write about. Yeah. Don't be stagnant out there. Y'all. Do not be stagnant. Try to be better than you were a month ago. Not necessarily yesterday. Cause you know, yesterday could have been a bad day, <laughs> you know, but let, let's just keep trying to grow and be better in the cells that we are in. So as you know, the most infamous question we have here is what's your greatest sports memory? So I talked about this a little earlier, um, but I got to interview Abby Labar on That's My 20 Cents. Um, I've always looked up to Abby and she's the in-arena host for the Hurricanes. So she was actually one of the first people that I looked to when I was kind of figuring my way through a career in sports media or what it would look like to pursue that. Um, And she really made me realize like it's a feasible career to work in sports and to be a woman working in sports and you can be successful as a woman in sports. So I actually got to tell her that whenever we interviewed her, Um, I was like geeking out before we got on the phone (laughs) with her. Like you would have thought, like, I don't know. Like I was in big fangirl energy, big fangirl, big fangirl moment for me. Um, So getting to tell her that I've looked up to her for a long time um, and that she was really one of the people that inspired my start in sports was awesome. And of course, she's awesome. Getting to talk to her was great. So that was probably my, so far, that's been my favorite sports memory. We, we said that our girl Hannah goes to ECU. And I, I do have to touch on one thing. She posted on her Instagram that she got a Garter Minshew jersey. The ECU version, for all y'all who don't know out there, Garter Minshew. He was a quarterback for the Jacksonville Jaguars, but way before then. He was a quarterback at ECU. How did you get your hands on that probably valuable piece of merchandise now? So funny story, that's actually Maggie's jersey. Um, oh. so, and it's not even a Gardner Minshew jersey originally. Um, I was Gardner Minshew for Halloween two years ago. Um, and I had the whole nine yards. I had the headband. I drew on a goatee. Um, like people thought I was a guy the entire night. <laughs> so I, and I wore the jorts, of course. So I actually spent like a good 30, 45 minutes, like cutting <laughs> the letters out of white tape and putting them on the back <laughs> of the jersey. Um, so that's the story behind that. I was Gardner Minshew for Halloween. Um, 
always loved him. I just think he's a very bizarre person, I guess is a good way to put it. Like, I don't know many NFL players that up and purchase an RV and travel across the country for fun, but he did that. Um, I just think that he lives unapologetically, I guess. And so I've always admired him for that. Um, and of course he was a pirate at one point. Um, so I just think he has some interesting stories. And when he was at ECU, he actually tried to break his hand with a hammer to, you know, get out of playing in an actual game. So, you know, just stories like that, I think are so funny and, you know, gotta love an athlete that's transparent and upfront about things that have happened in their college career. So yeah, always a Gardner Minshew fan. <laughs> Shout out to Gardner Minshew, big Gardner Minshew fans over here. <laughs> I'm so happy that you decided to stop by and hang out with us today. Do you have, you know, anything coming up? Anything you want to let us know? Tell them where to find you. Sure. So obviously I write for Just Women's Sports. So our website is just justwomensports.com. So if you head over there, we've got a lot of great staff writers, um, including myself. So always a lot of articles up there about just women in sports, which is great. Um, and obviously promote their platform, share their platform because other people need to know about it. Um, you can find me on Instagram at underscore Hannah G. Martin. Um, and then you can find my podcast at 20 cents pod on Instagram. And then we're also on Spotify and Apple podcast. And for me personally, there's really nothing coming up, at least not right now, but <laughs> maybe something soon. We'll see. Yeah. Yeah. We're, we're putting the good GGs out there for our girl, Hannah, to get some, some good things coming her way. Thanks again for coming on. Of course. I had a blast. Thank you so much, Ashley. That is going to be the end of this week's episode. I hope you guys enjoyed it. Make sure to like, comment, rate, subscribe, wherever you decide to listen to your podcast yet. Head on over to Instagram and follow at Her Sports Convo Podcast to stay up to date on all things Her Sports Convo. Big shout out to Hannah for coming on this week. It was so fun to talk to you. Y'all make sure to check out her story down in the episode notes below. Really good read. Follow up with Hannah because we all know there's going to be big things coming on this week for her. And I also want to give a big shout out to my girl Sam on the Girl Who Talks Sports podcast. I was up there and we talked a little bit more about the Super Bowl and what we think were going to happen in the Super Bowl and also a little bit more about the AFC and the NFC Championships. So head on over there to her Instagram, which is THGTWS podcast, the Girl Who Talks Sports podcast. And, you know, check out the thing we did with each other and give her some love and give her some support. I had so much fun. And, you know, hopefully one day she'll be up here and we'll be talking to each other on Her Sports Convo. As always, have fun, be safe, and don't be afraid to join the convo.